Let's see. This is a spirit and action collaborative that's going on right now here in Louisville, Louisville, uh, Kentucky. It's a gathering of religious and spiritual leaders called by the spirit to reduce urban violence through justice, healing and peacemaking. We are inviting every religious and spiritual congregation and organization across our city to help uh, catalyze and lead a movement for a real change. We believe the spirit is calling us to address the web of causes of violence, uh, name and heal our brokenness and build an ecosystem for sustainable change. You know, is, is it their responsibility? Do you think it's, you know, if you got all these many churches, 168 churches in uh, the West End, Russell neighborhood area versus 68 churches in the East End, um, is it is it the pastor's uh, responsibility, the church's responsibility to focus on violence, especially considering there's so many right there in the midst of it all? I can't focus on the afterlife. You know, I can't focus on whether I'm going to hell after I die because I'm dealing with hell right now. Okay. Exactly. See, so if you're dealing with hell right now, okay, then, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, pastors and religious leaders have to get more involved. Do they need to take charge? Mm, maybe not necessarily take charge um, and be the, the, the tip of the spear when it comes to these issues. But definitely they, they have an important role because churches have resources, they have people. That's the biggest thing is, is, is in ministry. I, I used to be part of many ministries um, back when I was involved in uh, my church days. So, so you have the resources and people to get things done, right, that you need to have done. And if we're not doing that, okay, if, or if only a portion is doing that, then, you know, you can't become the transformation or be the, the beacon of light to draw people into what it is you're trying to draw people into so they can be transformed into the good people that you want them to be you know so so like i said is is, is yeah there definitely is a place and a role all right for pastors and spiritual leaders all right within the community and um that has to happen all right and it's not been happening and I think most people, what most people look at is, you know, faith-based community makes hundreds of millions of dollars, all right? And they're, and they're getting funding a lot of them too, right? Right, right. Hundreds of millions of dollars per week, every every Sunday, you know? I mean, you, you every Sunday, let's just go all the way across the board. We're talking hundreds of millions, okay, yeah. every Sunday. And what are we getting out of that? You know, when people are looking at it from a, a carnal point of view, what am I getting out of, you know, the building fund or having a nice church or having some, you know, what, what's what's actually happening here? How is this actually benefiting the community that, that, that need these things? They're looking at, you know, tithing and offerings and all this kind of stuff and say, wait a minute, you know, the pastor's living, he's living fat, he's living rich, he's driving a Cadillac, or he's doing this, or he's doing that. Now, I do believe, as we said earlier, we are spirit, mind, and body, so what we do on Earth affects our afterlife, but we're not just magically transformed because of a belief system that, you know, you can be a bum on Earth, and then boom, you know, you believe in Jesus, and you're going to be at the 
you know, head table with Jesus and all the saints and sages. You know, Christianity is the world's richest religion. Um, American congregations receive $74.5 billion a year. For every $4 Americans give to charity, almost $3 go to religious institutions. 77% of tithers give even more than 10% of their earnings to the church. An average congregation has an annual income of about $242,910. U.S. faith-based enterprises have a combined annual revenue of over $378 billion per year. Lost the moral compass in America. I mean, just look at this. A tale of two cities, 168 churches in Louisville's West End versus 68 churches in the East End. Crime is way worse in the West End. This, um, and it'd be interesting. I've never seen any study of the people committing the violence. Are they churchgoers versus non-churchgoers? That would be very interesting because maybe but, it's but, a reaction. So, so let's, well, look, let's, let's six times this. three is 18. So they're three times more likely to be churchgoers than well, in the not, East End. Not necessarily, but, because most of the West Louisville churches are, when you look at the numbers, the average congregation was about 300, where those other neighborhoods were about a congregation of representing about 1,000 people. Right, 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 right. Well, here's another thing you got to think about, too, is um, there's big business in churching, okay? I mean, it just is what it is. Right. Um, and as long as there's tragedy and misery and crisis and all that kind of stuff going on, there will be a need for spiritual guidance. There'll be a need for, for, for the much. So if we fix all of these issues, then what becomes the purpose of the church? See, most people kind of go to the church when they're broken or when they have problems. Um, I was the exact opposite. I went to, I, you know, I, I got into, religion or into my spirituality because I was counting my blessings. I want to be thankful for the blessings that I was, you know, endowed with by God. So, so if, if, if we always have, you know, a crisis or if you don't fix these crises, kind of like crime, as long as there's crime, there'll always be a police department and there'll always be taxes and there'll always be funding and all of this. So it's, it's kind of one of these necessary things that, People say, oh, well, you know, like I said, Louisville, if you look at the crime rate in the West End compared to the East End, that kind of, oh, man, it's a hurting society. It's a hurting world. Oh, man, these people need God more than anything in the world, right? So now you have churches. Let me open this church because I want to help people. But what ends up happening is they get in on some of that money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but median household income. Uh, twenty one thousand seven thirty three median household income fifty nine thousand six hundred. So I know that the median household income is higher now versus uh uh in two thousand thirteen in the in the East End, um and probably higher in the West End as well. But the disparity has gotten greater. Um, anybody want to speak to that? You know, hey, just Joe, with can the, I jump in there real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I'm uh, man. You, uh, you're very good to pull, pull that up. Stop ignoring the West End, and uh, your brother Uncle Me Sean, and Peter knows this firsthand. I participated in getting the second half of that uh, reprint of that event because Peter, do you remember they kept the churches out of it? 
Hey, Leonard, you, y'all remember me talking about it? I, we went to the conference, and uh, I asked the editor, where is the churches in this uh, whole thing? Do you have the one with the churches in it? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's right here. It's oh, yeah, right okay. here. All right, there it is. That's the second edition, fellas. The original intent was to keep the churches off of it. When I brought it to their attention that the churches wasn't there, I remember the editor of Louisville Magazine, he gave me that deer-like look. And he said, you know, me, Sean, I got all that information sitting around on our desk. But in the European community, we churches doesn't play any economic value in our community. I said wrong answer in our community. It plays everything in our community. Isn't that interesting that it was left but, out? But but does it play an economic value in either community or is it more of a social value? Well, uh, I'm going to let, I'm because I'm almost to the conference right now. I'm going to let you all figure that out because think about it. Who's always at the head in our community when it's talking about economic things in our community? Peter, you know not this. Not the church. Who? Not yes, the church. Pastors. Yeah. Oh, no. Not, ain't no pastors talking economic nothing in, in no community. In anybody else's uh, community. Right. When the, when, the mayor, when the mayor has a meeting, and Michelin's been to a couple of them, you know, it's led by, um, you know, either Kevin Cosby or someone else. And you know, or, or the Black Ministers Coalition. And even though they have very little experience in economics and business, they, um, they're they put at the head of the table. And at the head of the table, but are they there to pray? Because I've been to a few of those meetings with the mayor and they come in and they pray. Oh, you haven't been to the, uh, no, we talking about the meetings where uh, I've been in the meetings where the head, of, I actually got called out because I said, you pastors, remember this, Peter? Yep. You need to stay in your lane. And remember I told you what happened? Reverend Smith got angry at me because I said, listen up, man. How are you sitting up here talking about things of economic value as religious leaders in our community and not one economic person sitting here to talk about it is sitting here and you are. And he said, remember, Peter? And Adolph was there. I'm not going to have you sit here and talk to me that way. And Kevin Cosby stood up and gave his hand and said, you know, like Don Juan, calm him down and everything. I was there, brother. That's the problem. So, OK, so they're at the table with the mayor, but they don't they don't bring economic value back to the church, to to the to the to the people. Well, that's because, I mean, really, when you really look at what you're saying uh, uh, and, and what you said to them, my thing would have been, hey, why are y'all here when the majority of people my, in your church, is, when the majority of people in your church are poor? Yep, and they're single, single. Most of them are single moms with kids. Exactly. Yeah, bringing economic value back to the community actually decreases the the the, the need for all of these churches. Yes. Right? You know, because now you can focus more or less on spiritual types of things rather than economic things, all right? And no, that means that somebody's not going to get some money, you know? It's a, and that goes to show that there's a lot of money in the West End community that's going to churches oh, from yeah. poor people. Oh, 
you know, I've, I've, I've talked to so many pastors that have big congregations. They do you have you, do you have a business going selling, you know, staples, sugar, you know, flour, yeah. you know, the old, well, I like, uh, I like what, uh, Cosby did at his church. They created this business atmosphere, um, out there. They got like a market out there with different, um, uh, you know, businesses uh, yeah. out there. You know, there's a few of them out there like that. One challenge, though, is we used to go, they used to have a pretty good restaurant there. We would go one Friday and eat there. And then the next two Fridays, there were clothes. <laughs> yeah, we uh, look like we have multiple people here and everything. And I just learned and talking to a few people, we got people from all over the state of Kentucky. Actually, and some people come from uh indiana and cincinnati to be at this conference so uh but what i what my immediate i want to acknowledge is that we are in the western community and everything and, and the dominant majority of people who are here don't look like the community <laughs> we are in the western community we are we're okay at, and right on Broadway. the dominant majority of people here don't look like the western community they do not uh, yeah so you know and they see we got I'm, white people in the hood. Yeah, yeah. White people in the hood. Why is it that every time that I go to these meetings about the uh, people who are the most affected by the things that we're talking about, but the people who need to be here, the leaders that need to be here, don't look like the community? Come and talk to that for a minute. Oh, I don't know if I can address that one. Come on, right man. Come on. Don't be afraid. <laughs> well, why is that? I mean, that's because our community segregated. Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not connecting across our differences. And what do you think? Yes. I think that we welcome everybody to be here. So right. We've invited as many as we could. You said how, how big was your list? We've uh, well, several thousand. Several thousands. Peter Hayes, listen to that. To listen to that, bro. We have had multiple people all over the community been called, but the predominant people who showed up don't look like the community. I don't want to put it out there as a challenge. I want to put it out there as an that's right. But the invitation has already been sent out. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's it's like, why is that? Where is the disconnect? What do you think, Peter? Yeah, me, I've been working in the community, not just African-American, but other communities for 40 years. And the, the level of citizen engagement is very, very low. And like I said, we've here's a good example. So we, you know, I helped start uh, Martin Luther King Day of Service. We've been doing it for 21 years now. And the vast majority of volunteers on MLK Day are European Americans who want to honor Dr. King by going out and serve the community. And we'll go into West, most of the projects, though, were in West Louisville, Old Louisville, you know, poor areas because they need the most help. Um, and people ask, well, where's all the local people? You know, and now, there's economic reasons for that, because as you know, people are just trying to survive. You know, they're not able to, um, if they're just trying to survive, you know, asking them to come out and volunteer is a big deal. It's like, I'm, I need to put some food on the table. So that's a practical reality. But um, these type of conferences, spirituality and, you know, doesn't go over too well in certain parts of the community. Well, if you talk to leaders and, you know, they're trying to hustle us for money and blah, 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 are they saying, yeah, we need to get fathers back in the home and, you know, teach um, women not to be having sex out of wedlock? No, no, that's, 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 you know, you don't hear that talk. 
you know, he, he was not aware that the black church is so a powerful engine in the black community. And so we brought that to his attention. So, yeah, dude, it's the number one institution in the black community. It controls a lot of finances, education, you know, less and less now, but especially historically. So he went, he, like Michonne said, in that second edition, he put those numbers in there and it came up with the disparity, you know, pretty much three to one of, and if you take that 60,000 population, so for every thousand residents, there's about one church in West Louisville and in, in, in that other neighborhood they looked at, it was it was basically for every um, three thousand people there was one church. So what that tells you also, and the West Louisville churches are very small. They're storefronts, like you said, and they're almost like family churches because people have a hard time working together to build institutions. Yeah, it's al it's almost like somebody got mad at somebody, went up the street, got this building, and opened the church, or or they took their house. Um, that they live in and because the area was zone C1 or whatever, then they went ahead and, um, uh, you know, did a church uh, uh, storefront type situation. And I mean, it, it's, it's kind of retarded. It's family church and it's a business that I'm, I'll never forget on one corner of West Louisville, there was four different Baptist churches storefronts and I knew them all. So I met with them. And I can, and I actually proposed, say, you know, because I would talk to them and say, yeah, you know, Reverend Hayes, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd ask them, are you doing ministry full time? No, I got a full time job. We're just mm -hmm. struggling. To, we're just struggling to pay our LG&E. They're literally struggling to death to pay their LG&E and keep their rent. And so I told them, well, why don't you know? You got four family churches, very small, with a couple dozen members. Once you create one church and then each pastor can preach one Sunday of the month. Yeah. Now, to me, it seemed reasonable. Then you cut out three LG, three mortgages, I mean, and you can actually man, you got money. you got pastors and deacons right there with within them four churches. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> then you can have money to do ministry in the neighborhood because that's really your goal. Yeah, we'd love to do that, but we, you know, every dollar. And all oh, these pastors were putting money from their work into the church to just keep it afloat. And so, you know, anyway, but that idea was like, nah, you know, because they all wanted to be their own king, you know, the king of their church. So they'd rather, instead of working together to build something a little bit bigger and actually impact the neighborhood, they were going to keep on keeping on. And a couple of those churches end up closing down because I, when I went by recently, I think only one or two of them were open. I remember recently, well, not recently, but years you know, ago, even when we start talking, rebuilding two parent, three generational families, um, teaching emotional intelligence, things of that nature. These are things that when you focus on moving past your, your current situation, yeah. you know, um, that's mindset. Focusing on moving past your current situation is absolute mindset. And when it comes to that people have to focus on on doing that if you want to actually move past your current situation you can't if you're continually just focused on the worst of what's going on right now um then that's all you're gonna get but if you can focus on uh moving forward uh building a future um the things that you want in life it, they become so as you focus more on that, you know, 